I think we should quit forfeit. Yeah. Listen, I didn't get dragged down here just to get my butt whipped by a bunch of ugly monsters. I ain't going out like that. We're letting them push us around. We gotta fight them back. We gotta take it to them. Welcome back to another episode of the Slim Basketball Podcast. I'm your lovely host, Shaden Smith. Do you like how I said I'm lovely instead of you this time? I got sad. I like being called lovely. All right, we have our we have our <laughs> mediocre looking side host, my side ho, Colton Davidson. Colton Davidson, <laughs> and we actually have a special guest on here tonight. Um, my lovely fiance Becca Hayes has joined us for the podcast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> she said she doesn't want to talk a lot, but she might um, come into some of she's the gonna, conversation. She's gonna later. drop. She's gonna in the middle of the podcast just drop the mic and it was dropping some some sick. Nasty knowledge. Some sick, nasty yeah. knowledge. <laughs> she does like to use the term sick, nasty yeah. a lot, so maybe you might be right. You never know, know, man. The mic might literally drop, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this week, Colton says he's got a trivia question. I've got a good trivia question. All right, Shane, you and Becca both are big fans of the Netflix series uh, Stranger Things, am I correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so you guys know who Finn Wolfhard is? Yes. yes. Yeah. For, well, is it hard or not hard? Personally. Hard. Hard. Okay. Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard, he plays one of the main characters in uh, Stranger Things, and he was on with one of the late night show hosts, and he said, and he has this quote The reason I played basketball was because of this basketball player. How how am I supposed to know this? <laughs> like this basketball player from right. the early two th- from the mid to late two thousands is the reason that Finn Wolfhard likes to play basketball. So he doesn't play he's not in the NBA anymore? He no, no I don't think he plays basketball Steve anymore. Steve Nash. He doesn't was it Steve Nash? No, it wasn't Steve Nash. Oh, that was a good guess. No. I like that guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna say You're gonna hate me for this. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh oh. <clears throat> so someone from the early two thousands and I'm gonna hate you for this. Yeah. M- mid to early to mid two thousands. Early to mid two thousands. He played basketball. He played basketball. Michael Jordan. And I'm gonna hate you. For yes. This. Are you guys? Ready? I'm trying. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I feel like I need to know this. Um, <clears throat> Keyword key on basketball player. He's not necessarily an NBA player. Oh, is it his dad? Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Scalabrini was an NBA player. He actually was an NBA oh, player. Just um, was it his dad? No. Basketball player? Was it like a celebrity? Maybe. I'm trying to think. Was it Bugs Bunny? No, it wasn't Bugs Bunny. I guess that was the 90s. Uh, trying to think of like a basketball. Was it the Like Mike kid? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Go, go it, tell me. It was Zac Efron. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> to be real, Zac Efron's probably the greatest basketball player of all time. Dude. Him him versus Michael Jordan, and then after my after he just destroys Michael Jordan, he's gonna look at LeBron and go, "You're next." <laughs> the High School Musical movies made it seem like Zac Efron was the number one basketball player of all time. Yeah, he was. I want to see him play LeBron James. Yeah, I'd like to see Troy him. Bolton. Mm-hmm. He should. That's his name in the movie. Yeah. Aren't you proud of me that I know that? I am proud of you. I, I didn't. I didn't know it. <clears throat> I think I've seen them all. All right, this is an NBA podcast. All right. Anyway, so Shaden, review the La- Thunder's last couple games. So, okay, so the last couple games, hey, it's been kind of a wild ride. Mm-hmm. Um, let's kind of start with, um, I, I, let's start with the Brooklyn game. Well, I, I got, um, well, podcast, when I wrote the podcast, they had beaten the Jazz as part of the week, but what we can, anyway. All right, well, they beat the Jazz. Beat Congratulations. The Jazz. Yeah. We beat the Jazz, which mm-hmm. actually was pretty a, impressive a because win. they had Rudy Gobert that night. Rudy Gobert played really well. Um, that was kind of the and game. That was the game that uh, uh, my pick of, the, my rookie of the year candidate he had a really good game in that game. 
He uh, had 31 points. Well, crap, what's his name? Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. And he did have a really great game. I think that was kind of the game um, that really, in a way, kind of sparked uh, Stephen Adams. Like, what, what, what would you call it? His, like, his coming out in the sense that, you know, he's been playing yeah, so he's great playing these past really few games. Well. He had 20 points off 9 of 10 shooting and nine rebounds that game yeah. had a fantastic game, and then ever since then he's been he's been our main player. Like this whole season, you've been talking about how great Stephen Adams is and how important he is to the team, and I've been kind of like denying you in a way. Yeah, and you shut me he, down every time. Like he really Steve, he's like Stephen Adams shuts down the pick and roll. Anyway, sorry. He's been great. He has been absolutely excellent. Um, tonight was a little bit of a different story, but we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he played really great those past few games. He was proving that he is our defensive anchor in the inside. He's proven that he can score when he needs to. He's proven that he's someone that we can give the ball down low and he can actually do something with right. it, which was something at the beginning of the season we were not seeing. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's one thing that I'm really impressed with and I'm hoping that it picks up for the rest of the season. Um but yeah, I think I think that game really sparked something in him. Like playing against that big name in Rudy Gobert was like, I don't, I want people to think of me that way, like how people think of Gobert. Yeah, you know. And it's it was really impressive to me. What did you see? I thought it was impressive. It was a it was a win that they needed so badly. Um, they came out, they won. Adams had a really good game. It was it was good. Um, Beg is just watching it. She's just yeah. looking at us, smiling yeah. like with this like really judgmental She's probably, smile. Yeah. <laughs> So then they went down to Mexico City. They lost to Brooklyn. It was really, it was a pretty. It was they were without George because with he had a calf injury, and then uh, Jeremy Grant was also out that game. So it was kind of one is like it, it's acceptable for them to lose this game, but they really needed to win. They didn't play very well. Melo was like two of twenty or something. It was really really bad. Melo was five of twenty. Five of twenty. Oh of four from three point land. We. That game was also another game where we just looked to we were so sporadic. Like there was no substance to our offense. It was mm-hmm. just like, hey, whoever has the ball, try and do something with it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And Russell had 31 points, but he shot a 10 of 27. It was bad. So he was definitely shooting a lot. Uh Steven Adams had 12 and 14. So not a bad game. Like once again, he was he was proven that, you know, he's that big guy on the inside that we need. Right. Um, but yeah, that was an embarrassing game. So just just embarrassing. It was. Well what do you think, Becca? Do you think that was an embarrassing game? For the record, I was not just staring at you guys very awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> just had to say that. And what was the question again? <laughs> Do you think the Thunder's loss to Brooklyn and Mexico City was embarrassing? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, any, any loss from the Thunder is embarrassing. I agree. That there is a go. real statement right there, there from a real New tagline for the profile. Any loss, Any loss is a is, is embarrassing. Is, yeah, there you go. That's how I live my life. Yeah. <laughs> I just look at Becca. If you ain't first, you're last. Becca's just smiling, looks at me, and just nods her head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then they went to beat. They beat Memphis again without Paul George. Yeah. Then the Hornets. They lost. Uh, it, like the third quarter of that Hornets game was one of the worst stretches of Thunder basketball I've ever watched. Um, it was awful. It was so rough. Yeah, it, it uh, was. No one played well. Yeah, it was just awful. Yeah, what do you want to add to it, Slim? Um, yeah, I agree with you. No one really played well. Um, Stephen Adams, he what? He was like five of six from the field. Whenever he got the ball, he played well, but we just weren't looking for him. It, and that was something that was really weird to me. It's the story of this team that in the like they start off. Stephen Adams will start off really hot, 
And then they just never give him the ball in like the fourth quarter. Whenever they really need a bucket, they don't run that pick and roll with Adams. And, you know, some people say, well, it's because they're guarding it. They learn how to guard it. Teams learn how to guard it a little bit better by the end of the game. Um, things like that. But it's like, I mean, you just got to find a way to get him involved. Because if he's, if he's under the rim and has the ball, he's usually scoring. Yeah. Another thing was like George, or I think that game also George or Mello, or I think it was George was having a really having a pretty decent night, and then he didn't get any shots in the fourth quarter. It was all Russell and Carmelo. Really weird game. Yeah, it, it that that's kind of how the Thunder kind of seemed like they've been this year. Someone gets really hot, and they're like, "Oh, he's hot. Let's try and get someone else hot." You yeah. know, that way we have multiple people who are shooting the ball on fire rather than just giving it to the guy who's actually knocking down the shots. Yeah, like that's that's with Melo tonight. We'll get into it here in a second. Yeah, and that was really weird. And our bench really struggled that night. Raymond Felton was one of ten. Yeah, it's bad. Um, we had like even our bench, who usually I like seeing Raymond Felton on the court. Like yeah. whenever Raymond Felton's on the court. Um, kind of like Paul Pierce was saying on like the halftime show that when he sees Rand Felton on the court, usually good things happen for the Thunder. But that night, it just wasn't working. Yeah, it was not. So then last night, or two nights ago, the Thunder went went to Indianapolis, got Paul George the win against the Pacers. George had a pretty bad night, uh, but the bench was the story of that night. The big three, the OK3 went... Like ten of thirty or something stupid like that. It was really rough. It was they shot. I think they shot like thirty or twenty eight percent, something something like that. But the bench bench was absolutely amazing last night. Th- that night it was. Uh, Brinus had a lot of points. Uh, it was it was it was really good. It was really good. And Stephen Adams had twenty three and thirteen. Yeah, it was, and gets the Jazz just kind of really quickly. Uh, Brinus had twenty something points. It was a career high. Had a really good night, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, against but anyway against the Pacers bench played fantastic. Patterson hit some really needed threes. George played good defense on uh, Oladipo. Oladipo didn't have a very good night, but he still he still was able to score, but not very efficiently. That's really kind of a key to winning that game. Right. So there's that and Shaden and and that was something that was it was kind of nice. Okay, it sucked not having Paul George, and of course Paul George has really struggled down these last few games. But it was kind of nice seeing him out of the game and seeing Abrinas kind of get that starting role for a little bit. Because even like tonight, when Abrinas came to the game, he was he didn't really knock down a ton of shots or do anything super special. But he looked so much more confident. Yeah, and that's something. Sorry, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was just gonna. Off. I was just gonna say, uh, like he looked so much more confident, and I think that's also helped a lot of other guys. Like we were talking about earlier, how. Um, uh, uh, oh, my mind's going blank. Uh, Josh Eustace looks yes. like a whole different player. Yes. He looks insanely confident. You made the point saying that before he looked like a D-League player who accidentally stumbled onto an NBA court. Yeah, yeah. And now he's actually making these huge plays, knocking down shots, playing incredible defense. He had a dunk tonight. Incredible really, defense. really good. Um, T. Ferg had a, T. Ferg has been playing pretty well, too. Ferguson's he, he been gets, playing he, pretty he good. He gets a couple minutes towards the, towards the beginning of the second quarter, and he usually gives the salt. He usually will hit... You know, one or a layup or so, or a hit a three, and then plays just absolutely solid, dogged defense. It's really, I am so encouraged by by Ferguson so far this season. So there's that. Um. Anyway, so Shaden, I want you to talk about the 76ers. The Thunder won and triple. We just finished watching this game. Uh, Thunder led the entire entire time of regulation. Uh, the only time that the 76ers led in the first overtime, and then. They got into second overtime. The end of second overtime, Robertson got hacked by Embiid. No call. On a layup. On a layup. Should have been called. Yeah, should have been called. They didn't call it, but the Thunder ended up getting the win on literally literally the exact same play, but Robertson hit the layup. It was awesome. 
so it was huge. I am an emotional was, wreck right now. Yeah, Shaden. Shaden was. I was tears, screaming, threw a pun- punch. I punched a hole in the wall. Had to call. That's why Becca's here. She had to come calm him down. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Thank you, by the way. Yeah. So hey, yes, thank, thank you. It was. Um, it's what I'm here for. <laughs> But seriously, it, w- it was ridiculous. One of the most exciting games of the year. Yeah. No one was shooting well. well Mello was. Mello, Mello what, shot. What, what, Mello shot what was Mello's final numbers? Um, Mello shot really well. He shot 11 of 17, had 24 points. Um, so one of Mello's best games he's had all yeah. year. Uh, what, was, what was, can you read off Russell and George's numbers? Russell had 27 points, 18 rebounds, and 5 assists, but he shot 10 of 33. Ooh. Paul George had 24 Ooh. points, but he shot 8 of 23. Did I say ten of twenty three? You said you said you said ten of thirty three. Ten right? of thirty three. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, ten of thirty three. Um, our bench played pretty what about, what decent. Abrinus was one of six. Mm. Uh, Steven Adams only had five points, two of eight. He put in eleven rebounds. The thing I want to talk about Adams after you get done reading. Sorry. Um, but he, I mean that's pretty much it. Those are the big numbers. So Adams, I gave a pass on tonight because I mean, Embiid had thirty points tonight, but. Adams, there were so many times that Adams out-rebounded him or got the offensive rebound or tipped it to, to Westbrook on the other end. Like, on the, especially on the offensive glass, Adams ruled on the offensive glass against Embiid. And, and he was playing, like, solid defense. It's just a testament. You know, Adams might be one of the best uh, down-low defenders in the league. Honestly, can, you, can, you, can you name anybody better? I mean, Anthony Davis, maybe. And in that intense, like power, just like go into me kind of defender. Yeah. Not necessarily like a shot blocker, but um, like like that that brick wall that you come into. Adams might be the best. It might, I mean, you you can make a case. You, you definitely have a solid case to make that Adams is the best low low post defender in the league. Yeah. And he made him work. Embiid def Embiid went down funny in the middle of the fourth quarter. Was not the same. It's just a testament. Embiid's a special special player. Yeah. You know, best center in the game whenever he's healthy. Yeah, and it's only his second year of actually playing full basketball. So yeah, you could tell that whole game he was grimacing. He was in so much pain, yeah, and, like and, having pain. Literally led that whole team through the, the overtimes, through the end of the game. Ended up with thirty four points, eight rebounds, six assists, um, two huge blocks on yeah, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he did that were just horrible for us. But he. The way he was looking, like, I almost felt bad for him. But at the same time, I was like, stop! You know? And I don't know. It was... It, he just... He played ridiculous. Yeah, and I was, I was really impressed. He was awesome. I was very, very impressed. Becca, I have a question for you. Yes. What do you think... Becca is an NBA uh, connoisseur, if you will. That doesn't make sense. What would you say is the Thunder's biggest issue this season? <clears throat> well, they're—that's a really hard one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things that they could improve on. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um. First, let's start with their lineup. Okay. They need to get Russell out there 24/7. <laughs> I like it. You should. You should replace Billy Donovan. Okay, sign me up. All right. All right. So, all right, guys. Figure it so. Out. This week we put out I put out on Twitter on our at Slim underscore Basketball Twitter account some Twitter asked everybody send us some Twitter questions so I'll 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 read off the questions we can go around and talk about it do hammer through those then we can get to our game that that Shaden made up and and we improved a little that's a really stupid game but we like doing yeah all right so um first question is from at spoiler at spoilers underscore duh do you think the Thunder should trade Melo we'll start with Becca should the Thunder trade Carmelo Anthony yes. Yes. 
because he's getting older. Yeah. And I think that there's room for improvement without him. Mm-hmm. So I think that they should trade someone really awesome to replace. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, me. So um, my th- my answer is no. Hold on to him. Um, yeah, it's scary that to end up, if you know if they can t- if they if they don't if this if these last few games that they've been an improvement. If that if that improvement doesn't continue, yeah, it's kind of scary. But really, no one was gonna want to take Carmelo. Everybody's gonna want Paul George. So that's kind of hard. But basically, Maybe. but basically, the the real reason is I think that Carmelo, especially this month of December. And other than the Brooklyn game, whenever there wasn't a Paul George, there has been a, you can just tell, there is a absolute willingness on his part to pass. A pass, play defense, and rebound. And, you know, tonight, they're, like tonight and the other, and you, you can see there's so many times where he, you know, he passes up a good shot for a great shot. You know, you're always going to get with Carmelo, you know, the weird shots. But tonight, tonight was a night that you proved he can still hit him. You know, 11 of 17, it was incredible. So, so that's, I mean, I think you got to stick with it. Yeah, I kind of agree with you, Colton. I like the idea of trading him. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Y'all's answer is so much more convincing. <laughs> I'm basically just agreeing with Colton. I'm just Well, saying. I've had a whole week to prepare for this. You just came over and was like, hey, come on the podcast. <laughs> so don't worry. Guys, you should have prepared me for this. <laughs> I've tried. We've been together for five years and you won't listen to me. <laughs> Anyways, um, I agree with you, Colton, that um, if we do trade him, I would like to get something really good out of him, and I don't think we're going to get something that could seriously help the Thunder um, right now. And also, he's been playing really well, and I, I feel like we should just stick with it right now and just see how it goes. Okay, all right, next question from uh, from at Bedlam Brother, old Glenn. Uh, good old Glenn. Yeah, good old Glenn. So what is the best trade deal for Robertson and Grant? Because that, that seems to be what a lot of people are agreeing on will be the only trade deal that the Thunder could really pull off is trading those two. Um, there's some danger there. You're going to trade. You're trading away the best bench player. You're trading away probably. You're, you, there's a case to be made. He's the best. The Roberson's the best defender on the team. Rober's an All NBA defender. Yeah, like it's so he's so good. Um, so here, I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and kind of answer. Basically, the only reason I think you should you would even think about trading them. I think Grant, you got you. He's had a rough couple games, but I think it's mostly about him trying to get back from the injury, um, and he's been a little slow. But for a long time, he was the best player off the bench. I don't think you want to trade him. I don't think Roberson paired with Paul George is an incredible defensive duo, and it's so hard to get away from that. Yeah, but I think there is a case to be made that this team really needs a backup center. You know, maybe, maybe you can go out and get a Tyson Chandler, bring him in for 10, 15 minutes a game. Have him spell Adams. You know he would have been good tonight if because Adams fouled out in the fourth quarter, or the th- the second, the middle of the second overtime, or actually, excuse me, the end of the th- the middle of the third overtime he fouled out. But they yeah. put in Patterson, and Patterson's been playing well. I was saying Patterson. Pat- Patterson played very good. That, there, there's a case to be made that Patterson's on that on that uh, on that on the on the rise uh, after a really rough start to the season. So there's a case to be made. Maybe you ride it out and see what you see if Patterson's going to continue to maybe be that backup center that they really need. Right. So meanwhile, I, that's the only reason I would think is maybe if you can get a Tyson Chandler or a Lou Williams. Something something like that. Yeah, a Lou Williams would be pretty good. I mean, if we're giving away an all NBA um an all NBA defensive team, you know, player, I want to get something really good out of him. And the thing is is I'm sure a lot of people really want that defense. 
Like, a lot of teams really want that defense. But the sheer fact that Robertson is just not a good offensive player, I think, really turns down a lot of people. Yeah. I think if you're, like, Golden State, who has all the... Like, every single player on your team can play um, offense at, like, a super high-caliber level. Yeah. I think they look at Robertson and they're like, this guy could really help us. But um, with most teams, they're like, look, I really want Robertson on our team, but we just don't have the offense to keep him on there. That's the argument about Robertson is, you know... How much of the offensive production that he does get, which is mostly backdoor cuts, dunks, that kind of thing, how much of that is Russell Westbrook being that great of a player and opening things up for him? Exactly. And maybe the only other team that could open things up for him that well would be Golden State. Exactly. That's might be, or maybe Greg Popovich. That that'd be the only two teams that really could probably do where he, where he could go and be just like. There's like a legitimate reason for him to be successful. Becca, what do you think about this question? What do you think? What's your answer? Well, <laughs> did you hear the question? Talking about Roberson, and are you talking about who would who who would you want to trade Roberson to get? So I was actually, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually trying to look up an answer and like a good answer. <laughs> That's why I wasn't really paying attention because I wanted to have something smarter to say in the moment. But I honestly don't have an answer because I don't know. Maybe. Prime Michael Jordan. Prime Michael Jordan. Yeah. We trade Robertson straight for Prime Michael Jordan. There you go. That would probably make us a pretty good team. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so Slim, here's the next question. All, All right. right, Becca, actually, I'm going to ask this question to you. Okay. Who's your surprise team of the season? Surprise team of the season. Yeah, like who's who's been who's play, been playing a lot better than you thought they would be playing? The Nuggets. The Nuggets? That's actually a good that's one. A, that's a good answer. That's a, that's a solid one. Yeah. Yeah. They're surprising. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've been as surprising in the sense that at the beginning of the season, they weren't as good as what people thought they would be, and now they're playing really good. Yeah. So it's like, what? They lost but, Jokic for a little bit. That's good. They? Yeah, they lost Jokic and uh, Paul Millsap for a little while. Yeah. So it's been, they've, they've had a rough little start. Shane, who's your surprise team? My surprise team, I really wanted to say, okay, I really wanted to say Toronto Raptors. And I know probably people listen to this is like, are you serious? Toronto's always good. And they're having a great season. But the thing is, is it just they didn't change anything, and I really thought that was going to hurt them this year. I, and me personally, I thought them not doing anything, keeping Dwayne Casey, keeping this, like, you know, how they play the game. Right. I thought how the NBA is changing and how teams are, like, improving. Because you can tell teams are improving to keep up with Golden State. Right. And it's honestly making the NBA a way more competitive league. And, it's, and I thought that was really going to hurt Toronto. And Toronto is, like, one of the top, what, five teams in the league right now? And it's five or six, something like that. And it's they've been playing really good. And honestly, that would probably be my most surprising team, to be real with you. For me, it's the Pacers. I did not expect... I mean, I I did not expect uh, Old Depot to be this efficient and be able to lead a team this well. He's been playing... He's he's improved so much. He's a legitimate case for All-Star this year. I hope he gets it. Oh, he's absolutely... I hope All-Star. he does. If he doesn't get it, then I, uh, I'm sending Becca to kidnap uh, Adam Silver. Yeah. Okay. She's gonna, she's, gonna, she's gonna stuff him in the back of her car okay. and you know drive anyway. Uh, or we'll stop there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Pacers have been playing really well. They they took the Thunder all. They played really hard all four quarters. It was a great game the other night. Um, and Sabonis has been playing really well. There's talk that you know did Indiana win the trade and win the trade between the Thunder and, and Oklahoma City. Anyway, uh, Oklahoma City swept Indiana. Yes. Yeah, so uh-huh. There's all that. Uh, all right. Last question, <laughs> Shaden. Why do the Thunder suck? 
Why did Thunder suck? We literally pretty much answered this question. Who who asked this question? Uh, this question was young gents, OK State. Oh my gosh. Who were If you listen to our podcast, <clears throat> we answer this question every week. <laughs> whenever, whenever. So, speaking of young gents, whenever I get ACL surgery done and I'm back and playing basketball, we definitely have to take them on one on one. Absolutely. Me and you versus the them, them guys. And we're going to take them. We're home. both very out of shape. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be really out of shape by here come June or May, whatever. So, it's true. I can take your place, Colton. Oh, dude. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, you heard it. Becca and, or Becca and Shaden are going to just destroy y'all. So, Dude, she's a baller. Yeah. I'm just the, telling you. So there's the Twitter questions. We didn't answer that last one. Uh, the, the, uh, just listen to our past yeah, podcast. Listen to last week's podcast. You'll probably figure it out. Yeah, probably. All right. So now um, we're in the last like six, five, six minutes of the podcast. Uh, we're going to play the game, Hall of Fame or Bust. Um, Colton kind of put a little bit of twist on it. He's calling it Hall of Fame Fondly Remembered yeah. or Bust. Yeah. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. What? All right. So what the rules of the game are is we're just going to name off people, name off like a single player. Um, and we haven't, um, we don't have a whole lot of time, so we're going to kind of go through this pretty quickly. But it's pretty obvious. We say, are they a Hall of Fame? Are they fondly remembered, I guess? Or are they a bust? The theme for this week is these are all players that are on the edge, the twilight of their careers. Of like these are these are guys, you know, within two, four year, two to four years of retiring, probably. Okay. Something, something in that range. I like it. Um, so let's start off Mono Ginobili, Shaden. Hall of Famer, absolutely. Becca, he's proven he can win championships, and he's been six man of the year, and he's probably one, of, probably his greatest six man of all time. One of my really. fa- one of my favorite players for the longest time. The photo of him blocking James Harden was the was the was the Twitter picture for the podcast. Also, back in the day, <laughs> that hair. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. All right, Mona Hall of Famer, buzz, Becca. After all that information, I'm going to say Hall of Fame. <laughs> I agree, Hall of Fame. So That's why I'm here. You heard us. You heard us. Mono Ginobili. Mono Ginobili, Hall of Fame. That was an easy one. All right, Tony teammate, Parker. Yeah, teammate Tony Parker, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> Becca, come on. We need some controversy. Yeah. Here. All, all right, right. So Slim, are you, Nick, you put? Are you kidding me? What? Colton put Nick Carlson on this list. Yeah, <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, He's not. We just say which Hall of Fame. The the obviously he'll get into the Oklahoma City Hall of Fame. Obviously the for white the guys who tried to play basketball, but it didn't work as well as they thought it would. <laughs> um, I don't even know. Like, I'm he might be kind of remembered in Oklahoma. <laughs> in Oklahoma, he'll be remembered, but that's about it. Yeah, I guess he'll be remembered. Uh, we were talking. He he needs a statue outside the peak. Yeah, and I, I told Shane earlier it needs to be him making a backdoor pass. Like, yeah. that's, that's what it needs to be. Or no, him. that's what it is. Russell, like, going up for a dunk, that's Russell. And then in and the it, back, it's a statue of Nick yeah. Carlson oh. after making a pass. Sam Presti, you heard the idea here, and you need this. Yes, so Sam, we know badly. you're listening. Oh, my God. So, all right. That's a good one. Becca. Tyson Chandler. Maybe I could an answer on Nick Carlson. Sorry, Nick Carlson. Bust. Uh, oh, I like it. Get out. <laughs> she, she's got a point, though. Like, Ty- are people really going to remember Nick Carlson? No, no. Well, Oklahoma City fans will. Oklahoma City might. Right. Um, Tyson Chandler. Okay. Tyson Chandler, I think, is a really interesting one. He's definitely not a Hall of Fame player, but, you know, he's won a championship. He's won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I mean, he's going to be remembered for being that, you know, defensive stopper for that Mavericks yeah. team. So I'm going to say I'm gonna say he's going to be remembered. I'm going to say fondly, fondly remembered. Fondly remembered fondly by remembered. Mavericks fans. Yeah. And maybe New York fans, yeah. in a way. Becca, what do you think? Fondly remembered. There you go. All right, Dirk. It's good. Are you really? Bust. Let's, <laughs> Hall of Fame. Hall yeah. of Fame. Dirk yeah. is Dirk. If anyone knows me, knows that Dirk is like one of my favorite. Dirk is the reason I got into basketball. 
You play a lot like Dirk. He is the reason why I started watching basketball. And so he is, like, my favorite player of all time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm going to say Hall of Fame. All right, so here's an interesting one. Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh is a very interesting it, it's, one. It's been, it was his last couple of years just really heartbreaking. He still had, you know, three, four years left on his career. Well, gone, maybe probably really, more than that. Yeah, maybe, really. maybe, probably more than that. My bad. But, uh, you know, had the 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 uh, the what, are, what is he had the clot the blood clots in his legs yeah. and you know it's like you know you can't play basketball anymore. and he's still saying that he still could come back yeah um but he's definitely going to be remembered but honestly I think Chris Bosh will probably be a Hall of Fame player I think Hall of Fame too there I mean he won two championships with the Heat multi multi time All Star yeah. one won uh, two championships with the Heat like you said he was um I think he's I think for a while he was the number one top scorer in Toronto Raptors history before yeah. DeMar DeRozan took that from him. Um, so I'm going to say he's a Hall of Fame player. Like, he, he made a statement, and people will remember him for sure. So he's a great player. Fondly remembered. Oh, what? You jerk. You heartless jerk. I like it, though. Anyway. Well, I will always remember him yeah. as the guy that looks like an emu. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. One of, don't my, do one of my favorite vines, of one of the first vines I ever watched was uh, it was the, the little old white man from uh, Jurassic Park. He stands up in the back of the Jeep and goes, Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> and it's Chris Bosch like, yelling on the baseline. And they, they, they uh, dubbed the, the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex screaming. It's amazing. Anyway, so Paul right, Millsap. So we don't got a lot of time left, uh, so let's try and get through these. You have one on here that I'd really like to spend more time with, but we got to hurry. All right. Um, Paul Millsap. Uh, Finally remembered. Yeah, I'm gonna say Fonley remembered. He's he's a really great player, but if he doesn't get a championship, I don't. There's no way. No. Fonley remembered. <laughs> I right. agree. Derrick Rose. I really wish we I could go more into this, but I'm a lot you know of people Shane, really will disagree with. Let's me. let's wait on this. Let's well we'll cover this next podcast about Derrick Rose. Give you the oh, give man. you the time you he deserves, or do you want to you want to get hammered out now? You're killing me. Yeah, you're killing me. Oh. Then go then go go for it. All right, I'm just here. I'll say this. I say he's Hall of Fame, but you got to tune in next week to find out why. There you go. And um, Andre Iguodala, that's another kind of difficult one. I would probably say, I'm going to say Andre Iguodala is a Hall of Fame player just because he also had so many great years for the 76ers. Um, you got to look at what he did with Golden State. I mean, he's the reason the Golden State won that first finals. Exactly. They, they started him, and he played so well. Exactly. Um, yeah. I would agree with you. Derek Rose, Becca. Derek Rose, Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> what about Andre Iguodala? Hall of Fame. There you go. Hall of Fame. I like it. All right. All right. We're at exactly 30 minutes. All right. So thank you, everybody, for following us or for listening to this podcast. Um, follow us on at on Twitter, at Slim underscore basketball. We'll tweet podcast links. We'll tweet uh, some funny stuff, funny commentary on games and the NBA in general. I mean, well, I think it's funny. Shaden's giving me a weird look like it's not funny. Am I fun? Is, is my Twitter account funny, Becca? The, the yes. S- thank you. So uh, <laughs> I, I created Slim Basketball. I'm obligated to think it's funny. Anyway, well, I did the Twitter account. Anyway, um, <clears throat> follow at follow the Ocast. I tweet out all the different podcast links that the Ocali does at Ocali Ocast on Twitter. Um, they do they, it's really good stuff. Um, you can follow me and Shane on Twitter too. Just you know, f- find us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just find us. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, Shaden, yeah. Take it away. Seriously, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. We um, 
These next few weeks are going to be kind of difficult for us just because Colton's having surgery. We're going out of town for Christmas and everything, so it's going to be hard for us to meet up and actually do the podcast. But um, we're definitely going to be recording them. We just don't know when they'll be out, but just be on the lookout for whenever a podcast drops because it could be honestly any time. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. Watch your Space Jam reruns. No doubt in my mind, I'm going to be great. Yeah, I'm going to be great.